You are Locked On Georgia Tech, your daily podcast on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Georgia Tech. I'm your host, Bryce Kuhn, and I hope that you had a fantastic Christmas holiday and a Christmas weekend. I will say I'm not a massive fan of of Christmas being on the weekend. You don't really feel like you get a break, but I'm so excited to talk with you all once again. Was batting a little bit of uh, some COVID symptoms, but I'm doing a little bit better now. So we are kicking off this week and wrapping up 2021 with another episode of Locked On Georgia Tech. First off, I want to let you know a couple things. I am so pumped that you have made this your first listen each and every single day. We've got some great content, some great guests, so make sure to find us Wherever you listen, subscribe, leave a review, let us know what you think. You can hit me up on social media at Bryce underscore Coon as well. And also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Well, we have a great episode for you today. I can't wait to dive in and talk with you about the Georgia Tech. We're going to talk about Transfer Portal and is the grass always greener? We'll talk about that, and tomorrow is going to be another episode. We're going to dive into Jeff Sims, who is he, what can he be, and what I think can happen in 2022 at the quarterback position. But listen, you need to, if you're not already, subscribe to this podcast. Follow me at Bryce underscore Coon. I cover Georgia Tech for 24-7 sports, basketball, football, although we haven't had a lot of hoops, kind of some determining what's going to happen. If we can open up ACC play, the game against Syracuse already got canceled. But we're going to talk a little bit about that man more here today on Locked On Georgia Tech. So let's dive right in here and let's talk about is the grass always greener? <clears throat> now we're going to break this up into two segments right here. First, we're going to talk about who left from Georgia Tech in 2021 and what they did. And then we're also going to talk about what the guys that came into 2021 that entered the program and kind of what they did. And I'll give you my thoughts on what could happen in the transfer portal, what's kind of left there for Georgia Tech. So let's start off right here. The 2021 portal cycle saw Georgia Tech lose 12 players from their 2020 roster. Now, these guys have had different levels of success at different levels, and we're going to look at all the 12 in their careers and their transfer destinations. First off is a familiar name that a lot of players know where he appeared in 33 games. That's Caleb Oliver. The 2017 safety was at Georgia Tech for four years. Uh, He accumulated 92 total tackles in his career. He had three interceptions, a forced fumble recovery, and a couple fumbles forced as well. Oliver transferred to Western Kentucky as a grad transfer. He recorded 32 tackles in 14 games, had two pass breaks ups, and zero interceptions. Another name that people might know was 2017 signee running back who played 40 games in four seasons at Georgia Tech was Jerry Howard. Howard transferred to Towson State this past season as a grad transfer. He played in 11 games, rushing for 932 yards while averaging just 4.9 yards a carry. He finished the season with three rushing touchdowns. Pretty good season out at Towson State. Antoine Owens transferred to Jackson State for his COVID year. He played in 13 games, had 65 tackles, 18 half for a loss, helping lead Jackson State to a SWAC title and a Celebration Bowl appearance. Emmanuel Johnson was a 2020 signee, defensive end that played one year. He transferred to Coastal Carolina where he has had three years of eligibility left. He played in 10 games this season and finished with 14 tackles. A popular name around the quarterback position was Tuck Gleason. Tucker Gleason, the 2020 quarterback. He appeared in two games without throwing a a pass last season at Georgia Tech. He transferred to Toledo, and he had four years of eligibility remaining. Three games, 
5 of 9 for 69 yards to the air. Chico Bennett transferred to Virginia this past year, didn't accumulate any stats. Justice Dingle transferred to Kentucky, played in three games with one tackle. James Graham, well, James Graham left Georgia Tech, went to Georgia Southern. He then entered the portal again, didn't appear in any games in 2021. Cornelius Evans transferred to Butler Community College. Kelton Dawson ended up at Eastern Kentucky, played in 11 games. Jahaziel Lee transferred to Utah State. And then he transferred again to Louisiana Monroe. The big name that a lot of people were, you know, sad to see go was the slot receiver Amarian Brown, who transferred to South Carolina with two years of eligibility remaining. He appeared in 12 games, seven receptions for 43 yards this past season. So what does it tell me? It tells me that the grass is not always greener. That leaving your current situation is not always what you want, What also always what you can do. The transfer portal is popular. We're going to talk in the next segment about what came into Georgia Tech, and I would argue that Georgia Tech hit in the plus category this past season in the transfer portal of what left and what came in. What left was a receiver in Amarian Brown who might have saw the writing of the raw with Kyrick McGowan. They replaced him beautifully in that category. They also have Nate McCollum, who I think would have knocked Brown down to the totem pole a little bit. And that was really it. I don't know another name that you really could have used. Was Tucker Gleason really better than the two options you had at quarterback this season? I'm not sure. I don't quite think so. So what left didn't necessarily come back to bite you. Now, this upcoming cycle could be something that we see that might bite them or it might help them. But I thought it do. I thought it'd be interesting to take a look at that. Those names that I listed off that left. You know, I, it's it's just interesting to me because Amari and Brown was the one that a lot of team guys or fans on this team felt like was the big loss, and really, Brown didn't amount to much this year in 2021 at South Carolina. And Georgia Tech replaced him pretty well. We're going to talk about that in a second. I mean, Chico Bennett, a linebacker that, you know, might have done some things, but he didn't even see the field due to injuries. Now, that's not his own fault, but it shows that if he'd had the same injuries there, he wouldn't have done anything here either. Antoine Owens. Now, this was a guy who probably, you know, you would have liked to see along the defensive front, help Jackson State make their run for a SWAC title. Jerry Howard, I mean, listen, the running back room was crowded. How, how much was Howard really going to see time over Jordan Mason and Jameer Gibbs, including Dante Smith? I mean, Jamias Griffin didn't even barely see time. That was a mix of injuries and other reasons. So I think the 2021 portal that saw Tech lose 12 players, really, can you count any of those as big-time losses? Georgia Tech accounted well for that. They did what they were supposed to do, and in my opinion, it really didn't come out of much. The grass is not always greener. Players leaving in nowadays' age is due to sometimes a lack of patience, a lack of opportunity, but it's hard to make a name for yourself at the next level, and at the next place you go, I should say. And so I think Georgia Tech guys that were originally Yellow Jackets and went elsewhere kind of found that out this season. It's no disrespect to them. It's just not always so easy to make that decision, and sometimes the popular decision is not the one that maybe is the best one for you. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the guys that came into the program because I think there were some big-time key additions when we come back on Locked on Georgia Tech. Back here on Locked on Georgia Tech, let's take a look at some of the people that were big-time options in coming back. But before we do that, I want to let you know that 
Thanking you so much again for making Locked On Georgia Tech your first listen each and every single day. Now what you need to do is you need to make sure you check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis, the most comprehensive college football playoff preview is live now. Make sure to check them out over there. So in the first segment, we talked about what left. Let's talk about what came in. And this is something to me that had varying degrees of success, but the ones that did have success is a big reason why I think Georgia Tech was a winner in the 2021 portal contest within themselves. They added more pluses than what was minus. Trad Beatty was a guy that played three years at Temple, obviously came in as an emergency quarterback to back up Jeff Sims and Jordan Yates. He appeared in one game, and he ran for a yard on one attempt. Not really anything to write home about. Kenneth Kirby was another guy that came in, and I think this is a guy who we'll see in suit up in 2022 because he was banged up. Kirby was banged up, so he really didn't see a lot of time, and I think it's a guy that's going to be able to contribute, whether in a swing position along that offensive line or more. Um, played by injuries, only appeared in one game. I'm expecting him to return for 2022 season as long as, you know, that's not official yet. Brent Samaglio played in 11 games as a grad transfer. He did not dress for the final game. He finished the season 11 and 15 in field goal attempts, 31 to 33 in an extra point. Ace Ely, uh, this was a guy that came in from Maryland, and he played in all 12 games. He finished second on the team with 90, a career high. He had three and a half for a loss. Tortek also knows that we will have Ely for another season, kind of manning that linebacker position. One of the biggest ones, in my opinion, and they had a career-high career season for him personally, was slot receiver Kyrick McGowan, the transfer out of Northwestern. He finished his four years with 68 receptions for 802 yards while playing at the Big Ten School. Now, in 2021, he played in 11 games, starting in 10 of those. His only non-start occurred when the Jackets opened up in a two-back set. So he would have. He was, uh, he was pretty much one of the big starters. He finished this year with 37 receptions for 467 yards and seven touchdowns. All of those were career highs. He also re- was a returner for four punts and a kickoff. McGowan was the guy that was being replaced, was, was one of the replacement for Marion Brown. And I think he saw why McGowan was highly sought after, and that was a hit in my opinion. Micaiah Scott was a defensive tackle that – you know, had the redshirt freshman season at South Carolina after suffering the hand injury. He played in all 12 games. Uh, he was a backup under Larry Knight. I think we're going to see him develop more. He has three more years of eligibility. Another guy is Kevin Harris, and this is a guy who wanted to play defensive end after at Alabama, but it ended up leading to his transfer because he was not allowed to do that. He played in all 12 games as a backup. He finished the season with six tackles and one quarterback hurry. He has two more years of eligibility. Another young guy that I think we're going to see develop more. Nick Penley is a guy that was supposed to be a big addition along the offensive line, and you think he was supposed to. It's just injuries held him back. Penley has two more years of eligibility, but he only played three additional games after getting the opening night start against Northern Illinois. He struggled through a season of injuries. Keon White was a guy who spent the first two-thirds of the season rehabbing a broken leg. He finished the season playing in four games, starting one of those, and he's, in my opinion, expected to compete for a starting job in 2022. And then Azende Ray, the brother of Wanye Thomas, he was a return specialist and uh, didn't really move the needle a lot, returning 12 punts for a four-yard average. But listen, between Keon White, Penley, Kevin Harris, Micaiah Scott, and Ely, and Kirby, those are guys that are going to be here beyond just the 2021 season. McGowan played his last you know, game as a jacket against Georgia. But for me, this is a big reason why they won the transfer portal. And they're on right. Not nationally, but they did a good job. 
they identified some key pieces. They did that. Now they're going to have to develop it. That's be the big thing. That's who came back, and that's who entered the program. And you get a lot of those guys back for next year, most notably Ace Ely, that's going to lead a young running back room or young uh, linebacker room. But you did that, and we're going to start to see in 2022 how that portal lines up. We have mentioned that last week about some of the names that have already come back or decided to enter the portal and make Georgia Tech their destination. But looking back in kind of retrospect, I think 2021 was a positive year talking about what came in versus what came out. And I know that doesn't translate to on-the-field results that you want, but it does translate to something, and I think that was a big key for Georgia Tech. The Jackets made strides in their additions of the portal, and that's something that is just going to come with this new age of college football. You're going to have guys leave, but can you account for that? And really when you look at it, it wasn't – what left that doomed Georgia Tech this season. It was the lack of development. That's a whole other story. These are two separate things, and remember that. But rather, it was filling in the gaps. Marion Brown was a big piece. Well, they struggled to get the ball to receivers anyways, but Kyrie McGowan was an athlete, a baller out there. Ace Ely, you lost David Curry last year due to graduation. You bring in Ace Ely, who essentially provided same veteran leadership and, and made some plays. You get him next year. You get a host of young defensive talent that is going to be developed, hopefully, and, and it's going to be better. So I think all that to say is there is bright spots. There is a reason to look up if you're a Georgia Tech fan because you're making strides. Now they've got to continue to do this because this is a whole nother part of recruiting now. It's a whole nother part of it. And I think we're going to see as college continues to shift, if we're going to look, hey, who left this year and then who came in and did we win that? Not, and it's not even a contest against other schools. It's did we win it for ourselves? Did we offset what loss? Because it's a natural part of it. I think five, six years ago you saw the transfer portal as something as when a guy left, it was usually because something was wrong. Like there was an issue, whether it was an academic problem or whether it was an um, off-the-field issue or even just a, you know, getting a better opportunity. There was not a good situation at the school. Now it's just kind of free agency, and so you have to offset that. And I think Georgia Tech did their job in that. Now, listen, that's just one small key, one small cog in the machine of trying to build a winner. But if you want a little of something to look forward to and something that's all not that bleak, in my opinion, that's one of the things you got to go with right there. I think that's a, it's a big one in my mind. Georgia Tech accounted for what they lost, and that's a big thing. We, you can, we can rest in that. Now has to come the second part. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the transfer portal really quickly before we wrap up today's show here on Locked On Georgia Tech. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And as the NFL continues its march to the playoffs and college bowl season is roaring along, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to use is promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and beyond. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. And all you have to do is head over to the website or use your mobile device, your iPhone, Android, whatever you have today. To receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from Bet Online, 
where the game starts. Back here on Locked on Georgia Tech, as we wrap up today's show, I want to put some feelers out there, and I think it's as interesting. I want to ask you, first off, let me know on my social media, at Bryce underscore Coon, who you think is an option. Join our Discord as well, the Locked on Georgia Tech Discord, to kind of what you think is an option in the transfer portal. You know, the 2022 additions have been Luke Benson, Pierce Quick, and Paul Tachio. Those are huge, in my opinion. But, you know, there could be an opportunity to go get a linebacker, maybe a receiver, maybe another offensive lineman. Quarterback is the spot for me, though. There's no way there's a sense of comfortability to rolling in the 2022 season in spring practice in February with Jeff Sims and Zach Pyron. Nothing against Zach Pyron. It's just you normally don't feel comfortable where the true freshman is your backup and just two scholarship quarterbacks in the roster. Now, whether that means the status of Trad Beatty is up in the air, we don't know. We could see what happens. But that, for me, is going to be one of the biggest things moving forward is you got to find a quarterback. Now, there's been a lot of conversation. Well, Bryce, why is it not Harrison Bailey? Well, I can tell you from our source, Harrison Bailey is not going to be on the same roster as Jeff Sims. It's not going to happen. So I don't think they're going to bring in a quarterback that is expecting to be handed the job. Sims is going to still be there to compete. And I'm going to talk in tomorrow's episode about why I think Sims still has the opportunity and my kind of case for Jeff Sims. But in my opinion, I think this is something that's really interesting to go forward. Quarterback has to be a position. Running back, you're kind of okay on. It would be interesting to see if they go to the portal. New coach Mike Daniels is just getting settled in. We'll kind of see how that rolls. Wide receiver, they might want to add an option. I mean, I know there's two guys they have a radar on. We'll kind of see how that rolls. The wide receiver position, is there someone that Chip Long really likes? I talked to you about Benson. They already brought in the new tight end that's a pass-catching threat. He's got some speed as well. We talked about how Chip Long likes to use the tight end. So there's that option that Georgia Tech really has not had. And I know a lot of people are concerned defensively about what's going to be there. And, you know, listen, the transfer portal's far from being over. This is something we're going to see this dive well into, you know, the late signing day, we'll call it now that is February the 2nd. But Georgia Tech's still going to make a move here or two in the transfer portal. And we could see it happen all the way up until spring practice. Ideally, a lot of these guys want to get enrolled and so they can participate in spring practice. But remember, some of these additions are made late in the spring and even sometimes in the summer. So don't fret. There's still time. It just This has been such a whirlwind. I don't love it. But this has been such a whirlwind that we can't really get too affected by what's going on. I know it's a lot. I know it's, it's much. But let's be patient. Let's let things work out. The transfer portal, we've never seen it like this, the amount of players that are in there. And I think we're going to see Georgia Tech be active, especially post-bowl season. Remember, we had all this movement before bowls even started. Right after the last week of the regular season, I mean, you guys remember, right after clean old-fashioned hate, it started up and it hasn't stopped. So players are entering every single day. There's over 1,000 names in the portal. I mean, this is – it's nuts the way it's working right now. So I foresee Georgia Tech being active. Probably going to pick up a quarterback that can be a backup. You know, probably going to look at different things right now. You know, there's still some big names out there. So we'll kind of see how it rolls and and what happens. But, you know, be patient. I guess that's the only thing I can say is be patient because there's a lot of names that can move around, a lot of names that could still make some moves. We'll see kind of what happens. Georgia Tech's going to be involved, offensive line, anything to make the program better. 
they're going to be involved in. I, I definitely believe that. Keep an eye on it. Let me know who you think you would want as well. And I want to let you know as we wrap up today's show kind of how to be involved with me in this show. Listen, this is for you guys. There's really not a ton of coverage of Georgia Tech. I cover it over 24-7 sports, but a daily talk show, this is what this is based off of. I know that people in Atlanta feel slighted. There's not really daily talk about it, so this is what this is. Every single day, Georgia Tech Athletics, we're talking, and I'm your go-to person for that at Bryce underscore Coon. You can follow. We're going to put that Discord link out on my Twitter as well. Make sure to follow it. Make sure to join. Join the conversation of a Georgia Tech community. And I want to let you know as well, on the 1st of January, we'll be getting ready for our YouTube channel. Yes, the video aspect of the show is back. My friends from the old Swarm Talk over on the crowded booth, yeah, you're coming back with me over on Locked on Georgia Tech's YouTube page. That is going to be in that link tree link as well. As we finish up today's show, listen, so excited to talk with you all tomorrow. It's going to be an action-packed show. I'm going to be talking about Jeff Sims and kind of what he can be, what I think he can be, what was the scouting report coming out, and kind of let's get back down to earth on what Jeff Sims is because I think he's got the talent to be one of the better quarterbacks in the ACC. He just needs a little bit of development and needs a little time. But I want to thank you so much for making Locked on Georgia Tech your first listen each and every single day. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for shop for all gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. I'm Bryce Kuhn. This has been Locked on Georgia Tech. We enjoy it. We will see you on Wednesday, where it's the Jeff Sims Show. Almost had a tongue twister there. We'll see you all once again.